0: Critics. I'm your host, Caleb, and I'm joined by my friends and co-hosts, Connor and Andy. We are on a mission to find the best movie of all time, based on The Average Joe's perspective. We will be reviewing and rating some of the world's most beloved movies on a scale of 1 to 100, based on the metrics of entertainment, education, and influence, to find out which is truly the best film of all time. Hey guys, welcome back to the pod. Today is a very special episode of Chronicles of Critic because we are joined by our very first guest star. Ooh! We are joined by my friend woody woody can you say howdy for us howdy what's <laughs> up, guys? Hey, hey woody is my there's, name on the
1: bottom of your shoe by chance oh, that's <laughs> oh!
2: Actually,
1: usually people say that that's but their name's one. not andy so that's really uh, convenient yeah. that works that really yes. works yeah people I like it. will be like oh andy like like uh on the bottom of the shoe i'm like yep that's the one <laughs> Do you get a lot of people making Toy Story references to you, Woody?
0: All the time. I'm I'm used to it by now, though, so that's okay. <laughs> I mean, it's a pretty unique name. Is it, your name actually
2: Woody, or is it like Woodroll? It's it's the middle name, Woody. Oh, okay, Daniel Woody. So
1: my parents thought like it sounded that. cool. So I wish I had a cool nickname.
0: Yeah, Woody's a cool name. Yeah, just. I don't think I've ever referenced Woody in our friendship, in like the the Toy Story. So I I, I don't know. That's I'm, okay. No, I I think I'm 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 proud of that. I'm like I wasn't. uh, I mean, I just did just now, but that was for the listeners, you know.
2: Bring out the big guns right now.
0: Yeah, yeah. Yeah, So we're excited to have you on um, as our very first guest star. We had to have you on for this episode because you care so much about the the movie that we're doing, which is The Empire Strikes Back. Um, But while we're joined by Woody, of course, we always have Andy. Hey guys. But we are not joined by Connor tonight because tragically, Connor has fallen ill. And probably it's just a cold. He's probably yeah. fine. But yeah. tonight he Hopefully. can't record with us. Yeah. <laughs> He's not dying, don't worry. He's banished.
1: He's captured been by banished. the Empire.
0: Yeah. Um so sorry for you Connor out there as he so affectionately
1: called. <laughs> Gigi. Boy, Gigi doesn't listen to the podcast. So. <laughs> yeah.
0: Are there any Connor out there? Let us know on Twitter. <laughs> yeah. Who cares that Connor's sick? Let us know. <laughs> <laughs> but as I said, Woody, we wanted to bring you on to this episode in particular because I remember I like did a poll on um, Instagram asking, what is your favorite movie? And yours was Empire Strikes Back. So tell us a little bit about that. What's your experience with the movie? Why does it mean so much to you? Yeah. Um, so like a lot of people, I am a
2: big Star Wars fan. And so... You know, Star Wars as a whole is at the top of my list. Um, But uh, I think, like a lot of other Star Wars fans, Empire Strikes Back is kind of at the top of the list. Um, And I think we'll get into all the reasons why. um, But
1: but I think the best Star Wars movie. So I'm excited to talk about it. I agree with you 100%, Woody. (laughs) For me, as a big Star Wars fan as well, Empire is... Definitely, like definitively at the very top Like, none of the movies come close to it
0: Yeah, you know, I mean, me personally I like A New Hope better, I think it's better But I recognize that by and large The Star Wars fandom has decided that this one Is the best of the franchise So that's why we chose this one to do today, you know Um so, let's get into likes and dislikes. Let's talk about what, uh, what it is about this movie that you love so much, and maybe some things you didn't like so much. So, uh, Woody, you want to start us off with just something you liked about the movie? Yeah. Uh,
2: one of, I think, the coolest things about this movie uh, is how the settings... Uh, are in this particular Star Wars. I think mm-hmm. in A New Hope, you get this cool intro to the Star Wars world and you have Tatooine. Um, but something about the the settings, the places that Episode Five takes you. Um, I don't think, you know, growing up, any kid who watched this movie saw the battle on Hoth and saw everything happening there and Cloud City and... Everyone thought to themselves, man, I wish I could go to Hoth. Yeah. Like, everybody wanted to be there. So just the places that they take you throughout this movie, I think, makes it so cool.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I'm a Cloud City boy. I'd rather go to Cloud City than Hoth. (laughs) Oh, yeah.
0: Yeah. Man, if I could go anywhere in, in this movie, where would it be? I think I would not choose Dagobah. That's for sure. Yeah, no. Dagobah, Definitely I'm not, not a big fan of the swamp area. <laughs> <Looks> scary. <laughs> yeah. But you're right. The the sets are really cool. I mean, mm-hmm. as far as like within the story, going to those places is really cool. But I even think just kind of peeling back the curtain and looking behind the scenes at like how they created all these sets, mm-hmm. that was one of the biggest things. Out of all the things that makes a movie, that's what stood out to me most, more than the acting, more than the dialogue, any of those movie a- elements The sets were amazing. And I think that's something that Star Wars does really well is creating places that feel real and it doesn't feel like a four-walled box. Like, they're standing in the Star Destroyer and there's like a really long hallway and there's stairs and steps and platforms and like, there's dimension to this Mm -hmm. area. They're not just in some kind of set piece like every sitcom, you know? It's, wow, I believe they're on a massive Star Cruiser. When they're showing these scenes, right.
1: mm-hmm.
0: and they do a really good job of making it look like lived in, like this wasn't created and it's brand new and shiny fresh. It's like, oh, this has existed for like tens, hundreds of years, mm-hmm. you know. So that's something that they do really. The set department just killed it.
1: Yeah, I, for me, Cloud City is or just Bestman in general too. Um, Cloud City is in Best Men, but that's probably one of my favorite planets slash scenes slash sets out of all the entire Star Wars um, series. Oh, yeah. Like, you look <laughs> at just the, when they're there, um, the labyrinth of, it's like a maze as they're kind of navigating it around. And, you know, the different elements to it, right? you got the carbonation chamber. Um, yeah. And then there's the, like, the wind tunnel where Luke and Vader, like, duel it out towards the end. I think it's just fantastic to kind of see that um, especially like just on screen. And like, I, one of my favorite things with this movie to do is like, I feel like I have to watch it on a big screen because, mm. yeah. uh, just like like we're saying, the scenes of this are, are just phenomenal. So I take it all in. Yeah. Just take it all in. And like, that is absolutely one of my favorite scenes <laughs> is that wind tunnel scene with, uh, Luke and Vader towards the end.
0: I will say we were talking earlier about like Star Wars video games and stuff pretty much across every Star Wars video game I've played Bespin is my favorite level to play yep, yep. <laughs> oh, yeah
1: well,
2: I love even like you're talking about the settings but even when you get into Cloud City you have like this like beautiful like skies yeah, around them yeah the city in the and clouds you, and you have these like beautiful like white shiny walls inside Mm -hmm. but like the further they get into it it gets like darker and Mm -hmm. like Mm -hmm. more mysterious and Mm. like like dark things are happening in there and so the way they build that out
0: yeah it follows the story too right wow Um, that's really cool how they set that up yeah that's a really good point something else i liked about this movie right off the bat the whole like wampa sequence Mm. um when luke is caught I'm pretty certain that when he uses the force to like pull his lightsaber out of the snow, I'm pretty sure that's the first time in Star Wars when they use the force to actually move an object. Yes, because
1: I I, that's like a point I was gonna like mention later on. But I had to like (laughs) do 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 mentally I had to do a mental like (laughs) rewind to figure out like, okay, like in a new hope is they don't use the force in that kind of way at all. That is the very first time that you get to see that. And I wanted to make that comment because, and this can go into like just the influence section towards the end, but you know, as a kid, any like, I I would bet anybody who has seen that scene has tried to do that before. Oh yeah, come on! Still dude. try, still try yeah. to do it to this Every day. Yeah. <laughs> I have dreams about doing it and actually working. Yeah, that is one of the coolest things ever.
0: Yeah, talk about superpower. That would be my chosen superpower. Yeah, like use the force. I would use it to like. Get the remote or turn off the light switch or something lame yeah, like that. Yeah. But it would be awesome. Yeah.
1: So oh one God. of my buddies, um, give a shout out to my buddy Phil. He told me this story when he was younger. He his dad would like um dangle him from like the feet and like kind of recreate that scene with the Wampa and like he'd have a lightsaber down below and he would like try and pick it up and like run over and like slice his dad's arm off or something like that.
0: <laughs> That's great. That is awesome.
1: That's a good dad, right? There. <laughs> <laughs> mm-hmm.
0: Good dad move.
1: Um, So for me, I'm just going to say flat out, there is zero dislikes. I have zero dislikes for this movie. I think it is near perfect. Um, One of the best or one of the most just incredible likes about this movie, I think, are the characters. And that, you know, I'll talk about that later on. But just the character development that was put into this movie is, you know, it sets the bar for a lot. um, Not only for Star Wars, but for Hollywood in general. Um, and I think a lot of that can be attributed to just the, the crew that worked on this movie. Uh, and that goes into one of my other likes with just the technique from the directing and just the writing. Um, so the movie was directed by, uh, Irvin Kirshner. He was a, um, I think it was a, like a film uh, professor that George Lucas knew. And initially he like had some sort of, um, He was yeah he was kind of hesitant on wanting to direct it, but his agent was like "Uh, you should direct this like this is gonna be big, Um, and I think George Lucas wanted him because he knew everything about Hollywood in terms of like how it worked and like how to be a Hollywood director, Mm -hmm. but he wasn't a Hollywood director like he was he you know kind of maybe like the anti Hollywood kind of director guy Mm. yeah Um, so I think his directing style definitely made it you know, the greatness it is today. And then there's the writing. Um, I did a little research on this cause there's two, two writers that are accredited with it. Uh, you get Leigh Beckett and then Lawrence Kasdan. Um, just like the little bit of reading I did on Wikipedia for this about lay Beckett. Cause I've never heard of her. So she was a female science fiction writer that wrote a lot of just novels and whatnot, and George Lucas came to her with the script. He was he didn't want to write or direct the movie because he was, I think, busy trying to deal with the studio um, and like creating Lucasfilm and like building up ILM. So he um, outsourced it to somebody else, and Leigh Beckett in, like initially came up with a just a rough draft that her and Lucas worked on. Um, she actually ended up passing away of cancer before the movie came out. Um, George Lucas Mm -hmm. took her script, uh, added his kind of element to it. He's never been the best with characters. So he met with Lawrence Kasdan, who was fresh off um, from working with George Lucas on Indiana Jones and the Raiders of the Lost Ark. And I think when Lawrence Kasdan handed Lucas the script for Raiders... Um, George Lucas was like, "Hey, would you mind rewriting or like making edits to Empire Strikes Back?" And so he took it, and then he actually added some of the, I think, more iconic stuff with this film. Um, he made it a much darker film than I think the previous script was. Mm. And then he saw, you know, the, this trilogy of Star Wars movies play out like you know the three acts of a movie. So the second act of the film. Um, is when things start to go bad. And that's exactly what happens in this movie.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's a good little history lesson on the film. I love that. You know, going back to what you were saying about how George Lucas hired the director specifically because he was not associated with the Hollywood aspect. This movie, George Lucas took on on his own. Uh, he didn't try to get funding from an actual yeah. like production company. He just like basically got a personal loan. Like, yeah, oh, just a. Flat eight hundred million dollar loan
1: yeah. <laughs> from Wells Fargo, <laughs> but um, I think it was American Graffiti that paid for it. Yeah, movie, yeah. And
0: I'm sure Star Wars: New Hope paid yeah, for yeah. a lot of it, but it, yeah, made it possible for him to make this movie exactly how he wanted to, with nobody telling him what to do, what not to do. He could just make it completely his own.
1: Yeah, yeah. He has that complete creative control. You don't got you know a studio like Disney is today. That puts, you know, Mickey's gloves all over the movie, (laughs) you know, trying to add stuff, add characters, take away stuff, add certain things. Yeah, I do love that creative control that he kind of had during the early stages of Star Wars. Mm
0: -hmm. Any other likes, Woody, or dislikes? Um,
2: I'm with you as far as the character development goes. Um, Even I think one of my favorite things about this movie is kind of the introduction you get to Lando mm-hmm. and I think Lando probably personally I think one of the coolest Star Wars characters um and <laughs> the way that his and Han's relationship you kind of see it uh play out and then I enjoy even looking back when you have you know a movie like Solo come out that gives the background for it yeah uh, yeah watching Empire strikes back again After knowing everything they went through with the Falcon and all that stuff, Mm -hmm. and the first thing that Lando says to Han, you know, good to see you again. Mm -hmm. They know, like, they're best friends, and Mm -hmm. they didn't have all these things that they went through. (laughs) Um, But between them and, you know, Han and Leia's relationship, and really you have, like, the three big characters but they're like never together in the whole movie. Yeah. On and
1: Leia. And then, yeah. 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 But
2: each of their characters develops in such an interesting way. Um, so I think, yeah, I think a lot of that probably can be credited to Kirshner directing and mm. taking those character. Yeah, arcs in a new way that probably Lucas wouldn't have. I think. Oh yeah, you can definitely
1: see that from the prequels.
0: <laughs> well, I'm going to add in a dislike actually
1: for oh. the movie, and I don't know if I would call it a dislike, <laughs> oh. but
0: something that never made sense to me was the AT-AT walkers. How does that not make sense? Because this is the most ineffective vehicle you could choose to like go against huh. this rebel base. They're like the slowest possible, like mm-hmm. wheels. Mm-hmm. Over legs any day And then not only that But they have a glaring flaw Which <laughs> is pointed out by Them just being able to be tripped By a tow cable
1: out. Well you know It sounds like i I mean When it comes to Just flaws with the Empire's You know Vehicles of mass destruction, right? You have Death Star with the tiny little hole. They forgot to board up. <laughs> you know, they had to make a whole movie about that. So maybe, yeah, maybe, maybe Disney will make a whole new yeah. movie about this serious flaw with ATATs um, and how the the Rebel <laughs> Alliance just happens yeah. to have tow cables. They on were the back originally of their snow speeders.
0: they were originally designed with wheels, but some like. Rebel insurgent decided no, we should make them with legs, it's way better.
1: Well, so interestingly, so when I was doing research on um, Leigh Beckett, the the first one of the first writers for the script, she when she was writing out the scripts uh, for the Ha sequence, um, I think she described the Empire attacking the vehicles were they're tanks with wheels. So, hmm. some point, maybe it's George Lucas, maybe he has a thing for like. You know, arms or legs or whatever you want to call it. (laughs) I think Um, Lucas said he was inspired
2: by how elephants move. Oh. Oh, that makes a lot of sense, actually. Yeah, that'd be cool. Like, there were war elephants? Elephants are too slow for war, probably. I mean, (laughs) they look intimidating. Yeah,
1: I'm trying to think what's the most effective predator in, like, Antarctica. And, like, a woolly mammoth are obviously extinct, so they don't work out too well. Um, No, that makes sense,
0: though. Yeah. And I will say... um, walkers, those ATATs, ats they look really cool. If they had oh, wheels, yeah. they would not yeah. look nearly as cool. Yeah. And I've actually seen them in real life. So have I. Because yeah. we went to Galaxy's Edge in Disneyland yep. and they're, you're
1: yep. face-to-face uh. with a
0: life-size walker and yep. it's incredible. That's pretty wild. So I, yeah, I'm actually glad <laughs> for that, that they made him that way because it was way cool to look yeah. at. Yep. <laughs> um, something else I really liked about the movie was some of the characters we were introduced to. Like Boba Fett.
1: Yep. Yeah, we got Boba talk Fett, about which is
0: like Fett the earlier. coolest bounty hunter in the galaxy. Yep, Best selling action figure. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Hands down.
2: Um, what is it that Darth Vader says to him and the introduction? No incineration. No incineration. No disintegration. No, no disintegrations. disintegrations. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Incinerations. <laughs> Implying that he's known for doing that yeah. to people. Yeah. Like, what a As- cool introduction. Just annihilating people. Yeah. yeah. That is a cool introduction. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah.
0: And then. It also we also got my favorite version of Yoda,
1: hands down. I version? love
0: Goofy old Yoda.
1: Yeah, uh, <laughs> um, yeah, yeah. I guess that's like the original Yoda. Yeah, right. And just the puppet, and I, I
0: laugh every time I see that scene <laughs> where he's like digging through the stuff. He's like, "No, mine, mine, yeah. <laughs> mine!" Or I'll help you not.
1: That's that's funny because I <laughs> I remember growing up as a kid and watching this movie, and my brother was especially scared. Of the Dagobah scenes Because of Yoda Really? <laughs> yeah Especially the scene When he's like um, I'm not and he looks like I'm not scared And Yoda's <gasps> like You will be That is pretty creepy <laughs> That is, that is <laughs> really Like that the is, darkest yeah, part yeah, Of yeah, the a movie a like old What? Guy. And I
0: feel like He's Like that's kind of a, a character we've seen before Of like Just this old Really wise Character Pretending to be This goofball yeah, But yeah. then he kind of Turns around And he's like Oh I was testing you Like mm-hmm. I'm yeah. really this old wise guru or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, so I thought that they actually pulled that off really well.
1: Yeah. Oh yeah. Definitely. Definitely went a good direction with, especially just his his. You know, like you're saying his appearance and making him smaller because Luke shows up, and I'm just talk about this later on too. You know, Luke shows up and he's like, "You can't be a Jedi Master. You know, you're you're like two feet tall. Yeah. <laughs> Judge <laughs> me by my size, do you?" <laughs>
0: oh,
1: yeah.
2: <laughs>
0: Uh, Something else I like about this Yoda is I feel like they got his dialogue right mm. because we all know Yoda speaks like in a kind of backwards way. But he, when you listen to his lines, he doesn't do that all the time in this movie. He he says a lot of words. It's like there's plenty of sentences he says like a normal person. But then you go to prequel Yoda, which has someone like... It's like instead of saying "Uh, Darth Vader's going to kill you, it's like, kill will you Vader is going to like it's like yeah. really disjointed mm-hmm. or like i remember in attack of the clones there's one point where he's on a gunship and he's like around the survivors a perimeter create yeah. per yeah. and it's like that does not sound like anything yeah. what is that
1: yeah they they definitely <laughs> took it a little too overboard with yoda in the prequel series mm-hmm. um I love the idea that as Yoda gets older, he talks a little more normal. Something yeah, about right. that is just funny. <laughs> just being, yeah, being in isolation on Dagobah yeah, probably does yeah. that to you. Yeah. Right. But it's funny
0: because the way he talks, also, it kind of makes him seem wiser at some point. Yeah. Like, when he's given yeah. the lessons. Like, mm-hmm.
2: like kind of sophisticated in a way. Yeah. Anyway. yeah. yeah. Uh,
0: in a strange way, it does. Yeah. It yeah. works. Or like, he's
2: <laughs> British or something. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah.
0: Automatically makes you smarter. Yeah. <laughs> Automatically. Um, any other likes dislikes
1: no I have a lot of stuff saved for kind of the categories okay Um, because I it like overlaps and I would rather much talk about it uh, when we're in the categories
0: all right I will say I just have a couple like random things that don't belong anywhere so I'm gonna say them okay let's uh, do it. things that I meant that I noticed like <laughs> in the beginning when Luke is like headed out he says goodbye to Chewbacca and he reaches up and like pets him, he, like scratches his neck, hmm. like he's a dog or something. And least, I feel like I've never noticed that before, but it was—I I I found I've it ever funny. That. Yeah. He like reaches up
1: and like scratches. Oh yeah. <laughs> well, and then doesn't Chewbacca like turn around and like hug him? He gives him a yeah. hug. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so I thought that was funny. And then um,
0: another thing—I don't know why I wrote this down—but the probes. I was listening to another podcast that were talking about like the weird noises the 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 Imperial probes probe, make. Yeah. And they said that it sounds like the probe is saying, man over the fence, man over the fence. <laughs> like, they, huh. that's that's what it's saying. And so now every time I watch the movie, I can't unhear man, man over, over the, the fence. fence. Huh. <laughs> I would love
2: to know the story behind that, like how yeah. they made that sound.
0: Yeah. Maybe,
1: where did that come from? Maybe
2: someone is saying something. I don't well, know. They
1: definitely probably have something very creative, like the sound department with Lucasfilm. I worked overtime trying to create sounds for you know all of Star Wars from the lightsabers the blaster noises. So I I would bet that it's something strange. <laughs> mm-hmm. There's one there's one scene in particular that bothers me a lot every time I watch it, um, and it's like I would say it's like a sound issue, or it's either an effects issue. Okay, so this like the exact point when. Luke is exiting the Wampa Cave. Um, his lightsaber is turned on, okay? But, like, right when he gets up to leave, you hear his lightsaber turn off. Mm. But after the the sound of his lightsaber turning off, like, his, it, it it's still on. Like, the effect of the lightsaber is still on. Then, like, next scene is him outside of the cave, and his lightsaber's off. Like, that scene bothers the crap out of me every time I watch it. And... <laughs> After, you know, God knows how many special editions have come out, and that's not been fixed.
0: <laughs> that's funny. I've never noticed that, I'm, but now I, I yeah, won't be able to. Yeah, it's Glassbreaker.
1: You will notice it immediately now. Wow. It's almost Neither like it. uh, Leia's fingers in Return of the Jedi. Oh, yeah. yeah. Uh,
0: <laughs> the long nail. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> as far as something that bothers me, I mean, it wouldn't, doesn't really bother me, but how they pronounce Han's name. Han. 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 Yeah. yeah. Uh, it's funny because even George Lucas, there's a couple of interviews where he says Han huh. instead of Han. So I'm like, which is it? Huh. It's it's Han Solo,
1: but hand. it's it's funny that he says Han. It reminds me of, um, well say say hand, hand, say Han, Han. Okay, are you British? Or are you
0: American? Oh. <laughs> Han. Han, Han Solo, Han, hand. I've hand.
2: heard people talk about that even with the walkers. Because they'll ask, you know, do you say ATAT or do you say, you say A-T. At, AT? No, no, not or AT. Do you say no. Walker A-T-A-T. But Dave Filoni, the guy who does the Clone Wars and a lot of the newer stuff, says you can call it whatever
1: you want. Any of yeah, those three is fine with him. You
0: can so. call it an all-terrain armored transport if you want.
1: There you go. <laughs> I did Star Wars trivia once, and that was one of the questions. Really? Was, what does ATAT stand for? I had to Google it real quick. We'll <laughs> <know>. <laughs> Nobody was looking. <laughs> That's a good one. <laughs> all-terrain armored transport. Uh, it's like um, Han's
0: name is like my mom's name. My mom's name is Lara, but everybody says Laura. Lara. It's Lara. So it's like Lara. my mom is Han Solo. Yeah. You're just getting called Han all the time. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> you don't have that problem, Woody. Woody's pretty easy yeah, to Woody. pronounce. Woody. 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 <laughs> Hello, Woody. Talib. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe if you were British. Yeah. <laughs> Woody. That'd sound more sophisticated if you were. All right. Well. We're going to get into our ratings, but first, a word from our sponsors. Today's episode is sponsored by Tauntaun Fur Coats. With winter coming up, you're going to want to bundle up with the galaxy's most warmest fur coats out there, made of 100% genuine Tauntaun fur.
2: Tauntaun Fur Coats are especially great for introverts. Buy one and you're guaranteed
1: to have people stay at least 10 feet away at all times. Our Tauntaun Fur Coats are available to purchase today for 11 easy payments of 38 Galactic Credits. Access our merchandising store on the Holonet using any Holocaster. And I thought they smelled bad on the outside.
0: We are back. And we are going to get started with giving our ratings. Getting to the heart of it. What we felt about the movie, how we scored it, And we're going to start with the category of entertainment, which is arguably the biggest and baddest category. This is where it really matters. The meat. Yeah. Um, So basically what entertainment means is how genuinely enjoyable was the movie? Did it pull you in? Did you like the story, the plot, the characters? Was the style and the theme of the movie good? The acting kind of all encompassing just overall. Did you feel like it was a good movie? And how good. So, we're going to start with our guest star, Woody. What did you feel like this scored, this movie scored in this category, and why?
2: Alright, so, uh, Empire Strikes Back, for entertainment, I gave it a 96.
0: Ooh, near perfect! Nice.
2: I'm really, really shooting high on this one, Uh, but honestly it's hard to not be entertained. I feel like watching this movie, it's a little over two hours, but it doesn't feel like it. It feels like it goes by a lot faster. Mm -hmm. And even for sure, even some of the slower scenes, like, you know, maybe on Dagobah and stuff like that, uh, you're still really like drawn in because you have these new characters and they're giving exposition and talking about the force and you're learning more about the way of the Jedi and, um, all this stuff. And so, um, so it doesn't feel slow, it doesn't feel boring at all, um, and the whole direction of the plot of the movie, I think is great. Um, even though it's so interesting, I think that this movie is way darker than A New Hope. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And like, Even yeah. you look at the main characters, nothing really ends up well like Luke... You know, spoiler, like Luke loses a hand, (laughs) like Han gets frozen, (laughs) Leia doesn't have as bad of things happen to her, but still nothing goes very well, Um, but it's so enjoyable and even like lighthearted. And I feel like this movie is a lot funnier than A New Hope 2. Um, C3PO gives a lot of good comic relief, Yeah, Um, but even the characters are just, I think, really enjoyable. So... Mm -hmm. Um, so I don't feel like you're bored at all watching yep. this movie. So mm. it's pretty high up there.
0: Oh yeah, I would agree. In fact, I gave this movie a 95. That was my score. Okay, so I feel good about my score. Yeah, man. right on par. <laughs> um, for some of the same reasons, but I think overall everything works perfectly. That makes a movie good. You know, you're talking about the story, the pacing, the score. <laughs> Hello.
2: Oh man, <laughs> the yeah, right.
0: visuals. Um, obviously the sets, which we talked about, the effects are good. Even the dialogue, that's not George Lucas's strongest point, but the dialogue was okay. Um, so really all that pulled together, it made for a a really great movie watching experience. And I will say when I, um, when we decided to do this episode, we usually, I mean, obviously go back and watch the movie and kind of write some notes about it. I was almost like I don't need to watch this movie again. I've seen it yep. <laughs> so many times. Yep. But I watched it uh yesterday and it just felt like a warm blanket, man. Like, oh, this is such a great movie to watch. I was like, yeah. you said not bored the entire time. I was genuinely entertained and pulled in the whole time. I just I I loved watching this movie. Um and some other things I liked about it. I mean, talking about the characters I forget who said this, but they were saying that all great characters have a silhouette. Mm-hmm. And you're talking about Indiana Jones walking into the the bar, and you see his like shadow on the wall, and you know that's him—the hat, the whip, um, his stance. You see a silhouette of Indiana Jones, you know who it is, and that's what I think Star Wars does phenomenal at—is just these characters who have really recognizable silhouettes. Mm-hmm. Obviously, Darth Vader. Um, Yoda is a great one. Even Luke Skywalker is pretty recognizable, like with the lightsaber, whether it's like ignited or it's just like on his belt. Mm -hmm. Um, and his kind of garb, it's like a little flowy. Um, Star Wars has a lot of those characters who are recognizable by just the outline of their figure. And I think that's something really cool. That's a cool element that not every movie has. Um, and then obviously props. There's some amaz- amazing oh, God, props. Yes, yep. I don't have to go into love that the props, but you know I love <laughs> props. In fact, for my birthday one year, my wife got me a a replica of the Skywalker saber. Mm, this was yep. like the
1: pinnacle of all lightsabers. That's still my favorite, most favorite lightsaber hilt of all time. And the past three times we've been back at Galaxy's Edge at Disneyland, that's the one lightsaber I've been trying to find, and they. They never have it, and I think they discontinued it, which oh. is very, very, very sad. And I yeah. really hope they bring it back.
0: Well, you can get uh, one that's like made out of some pipes and like random pieces off Etsy, that's where, yeah, right. You got this one, so <laughs> um, and this one's it feels like an actual like movie prop because yeah. that's kind of how they made the original sabers. like, yeah, they made it part out of a camera, like, yeah, camera, yeah, a Netflix camera. <laughs> so, obviously, great props. And then the last thing I just want to highlight as far as the entertainment goes was um the whole i guess story behind the way they revealed that Darth Vader
1: was Luke's father. Yeah, I mean that's I love that when story. everyone yeah.
0: thinks of this movie, that's that's what they
1: think about. Yeah, yes. the, if, even if you know, you've never, never seen Star Wars before, you know, you know at least one thing that Darth Vader is Luke's father. I am right? your father.
0: Yeah, that's like yeah. <laughs> the biggest quote of all time. Yeah. <laughs> um but I just love how they Kind of kept it a secret from everybody. Yep. I think Mark Hamill didn't know until, like, directly before the scene. Like, they told him, oh, he's going to... No, no, because
1: if you think back to it, you have David Prowse in Vader's suit. Yeah. And, obviously, uh, Mark Hamill. um, And... And well, when they filmed the scene, David Proust said, Obi-Wan killed Obi-wan your father. Obi-Wan killed your father. Yeah. yeah. And then it wasn't until they were editing in yeah. um, James Earl Jones's you know voiceover for Darth Vader. So he was the only one that knew. Yeah. And they just dubbed over it. Yeah.
2: Proust didn't even know when they were recording. Yeah. The he was, he was like, at like, the what? premiere and <laughs> like watching the slide, like, what? That's
0: what I said? Yeah. yeah. I don't well, remember. I that. didn't
2: say that. <laughs> I think it's easy to forget, too, like how like shocking that idea is the first time you see it yeah. um, and it's so more it's like more common in movies now to have a crazy plot twist but at yeah. the time that's I think like yeah this is the
1: originator I think especially with the yeah, yeah. the um, family ties between mm-hmm. good guys and bad guys I would say it came from this movie
0: yeah in fact when it came out and that reveal was made a lot of people didn't believe it they thought Darth Vader was lying really even oh, wow. James Earl Jones himself said when he read the script or said the line he was like he's lying that's yeah, not true <laughs> like he didn't even believe it
1: why well, I, I, <laughs> that brings that like jogs my memory of something because I think um, there was like a script leak I think it did get leaked out to the media mm. Um and it was David Prowse so the guy that's in Darth Vader's suit doing the acting he jokingly he said this as a joke to some like media outlet, news reporter, whatever. Um, they're like, "Oh, who's you know uh, Luke's father or something like that?" And he said, "I am." <laughs> <laughs> Didn't even know. Wow. No. But yeah, just
0: that whole line is iconic. And then even just Vader himself is a huge bonus for me for this film. I think every time he was on screen, it was just captivating. Like, man, this guy had some stage presence, and the yeah. way they worked that out with, you've got the actor who's in the suit is, like, the perfect physical actor yeah. for Vader. Yep. And then you've got James Earl Jones, which is like, could you think of a better person yeah, yeah, exactly. to voice Darth Vader? Yeah. Yep. And just all that working together, I feel like that had to have been one of the first times that was done because that seems like a pretty complicated process to, like, have one person speaking, another person acting it, and mm-hmm. um, I just think the way that worked just it every time he was on screen it was just so cool i yeah. was oh hanging on yeah. every word yeah and he just had such a great presence so oh yeah so yeah 95 for sure this is the highest entertainment score i've given so far wow so that's incredible it earned it yeah,
1: yeah. i yeah i agree 100 percent. um speaking of 100 percent, uh for entertainment i give it 100 out of 100 <laughs> of course <Wow>. yeah <laughs> full points again to me um I think for, you know, to justify that score, I want to first start out with this Empire Strikes Back is I think the best example of a good sequel movie. Um, and then that sets it up Mm. for, you know, it just being a stand, a standout Star Wars movie, but also why I think it's better than the original Star Wars, the, you know, uh, new hope. um, So part of that goes into just the heavy focus on character development. Um, Because of that, I think it makes it better than New Hope, right? You get Mm -hmm. such a deep character development arc, Um, you know, with Han. You get, like, more motivations out of him. Um, Like, the very beginning when they're on Hoth, you get, like, that line when Leia's like, you know, I thought you were staying. He's like, no, I met, you know, a bounty hunter on Ord Mantell, you know, I gotta go back to Job of the Hut. Um, but then he ends up staying, and then that leads to them being chased by the bounty hunters. And then ultimately, that's what, you know, takes him away. Mm. Um, but then you get the Han and Leia romance, like arc as well, which is just incredible. Like, I, in terms of a romance story, like, I would argue this movie is a romance movie <laughs> um, because of how well done it is between Han and Leia and like building up that kind of banter between them like in the beginning in the beginning leia's just so annoyed with han Mm -hmm. um you know she kisses luke right in front of him and then you know they're spending a lot of time together and you know they end up kissing and you know towards the end like you know they're leia's saying i love you (laughs) Mm -hmm. right so it's just their romance is so well built um from this and you know obviously from the first star wars movie it's Everything's established, but this just, you know, takes off with it. And I, I just absolutely love that. Um, and then there's uh, Luke, like Luke. So his training sequence, building his character up. Um, he's fresh from blowing up the Death Star. And now he goes off to, you know, train with, you know, this great Jedi Master that he hears about. And his the entire sequence of him on Dagobah... Right, because he gets there and he he's kind of this like hot shot kind of guy, um, thinks he knows everything almost, and mm-hmm. then Yoda mm-hmm. puts him in his place real quick. Right, <laughs> yeah. totally yeah. underestimates him. As I mentioned earlier, with mm. you know his size, size matters not. Um, you know, hey Luke, pull your X-wing out of the swamp, why don't you? Right, can't even do that. <laughs> <laughs> um, and then it ends you know, ends and something that I want to point out with this is. There's no, like, established training regimen that Yoda's really teaching him. Um, and that that's something they tried to do in, like, you know, the prequel trilogy and, you know, obviously in the sequel trilogy with uh, Luke and Ray. Mm-hmm. And there's, like, oh, I got three le- lessons to teach you. And, I mean, in the movie, they only get through two. Um, that's something that's very noticeable to me. But <laughs> in, this, in Empire, like, it's, it's more of a philosophical like teaching that Yoda's trying to get with mm. um with Luke and yeah and it, you know ends with him leaving and i think one of the better and it leads into kind of the, the other character arc um with uh Luke and Vader right and just developing the you know the battle that's going on between them and obviously it ends like we just mentioned with you know probably the, the coolest best reveal in cinema history um, but I, yeah, I, I think those character, that character development, uh, just elevates this movie, you know, just way past like expectations for a movie. Mm-hmm. Um, and really, I think it's not only for a Star Wars movie, but for like an actual film, like yeah. a film, um, <laughs> sequel aside, like just one of the best films out there in my opinion. Yeah. I think we're all
0: in agreement on that,
1: um, yeah, and then for a sci fi movie like this it came out in nineteen eighty I think it still looks good I, I like every time I rewatch it i it is kind of one of my problems with a new hope um, you can kind of see you can you can date it a little bit, yeah, right? obviously you can really date it <laughs> um Empire not so much, like I don't think like the some of the especially the space scenes um that asteroid field. Except scene. for the asteroid film, uh, I think there's a <laughs> potato in there. I think if you look really it's hard, potatoes, shoes. I heard, yeah, yeah. shoes. Um, yeah. <laughs> but like the the scenes with star destroyers, like especially the like right after the title crawl, mm-hmm. uh, you get the star destroyer flyby that shoots the uh, probe droids down. Yeah, uh, I like that looks so well for a spaceship in space. Yeah, you like, know, I am blown away
0: on that. I think. The, that's something that the original trilogy does really well, is all the designs for the things they create. Yeah. Yep. Like, the Star Destroyers make sense to me as a spaceship. Yeah. Like, they they look like a spacey rendition of an ocean liner, you know? Oh, so yeah. So, it's kind yeah. of taking something that clicks and reworking it to make it a little more spacey, you know? Yeah. Yep. And, where I feel like... Remember we talked about Avatar, the the spaceship in the beginning of that. It's like, what in the world is this <laughs> weird golf ball needle yeah. spinny thingy? Like, that doesn't look like it would exist in yeah, real life, right? Where the Star Destroyer, I believe that some spacey people would like create that for their space travel. Like, it just mm-hmm. and, and of course, all the other ships look iconic too, but it just works for me better. Yeah,
1: <laughs> yeah, and I think they're like obviously the entire original trilogy went through a series of edits with like the special editions. I lost count how many there were. I think (laughs) the last one happened maybe after Disney took over, but I don't think they changed anything like of substance within the movie. Mm -hmm. Um, But out of the, the original three uh, Star Wars movies, Empire was the one that was changed the least in terms of something that was like dramatic, Mm. like a dramatic change within the plot or a character. Uh, most yeah. of it is just, like, updating, like, some of the um, scenes, like, the background scenes in Cloud City on Bespin. Um, kind of really, and, like, revamping the Wampa Cave in the beginning. Um, I think those, the additions they did to that, like, just elevate that scene oh, a bit, sure. too. And it doesn't look just whack. It's not like the CGI thing. It's It looks real. Like, it looks like it could be a guy in a Wampa suit. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and then, yeah, I think that's pretty much really it. And there's the the scene with the Emperor. That was probably the most changed mm. like, character. Sure, um, but that doesn't uh, that doesn't bother me as much as like the edits they did in like Return of the Jedi or hmm. New Hope with Jabba. Um, in the
2: original Empire, it was an actor with. I think chimpanzee eyes yeah, over there. Yeah, oh, yeah. Like, yeah, they seeing the put original it of that is like it looks really creepy. Yeah, actually. it's <laughs> super creepy. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. Glad that's, they made that that's change. That's a good update, yeah.
1: Yeah. So yeah, that's yeah. So um yeah, for entertainment, I give this uh full points. Yeah. Right on. Well, all around, top marks for
0: entertainment. So moving on to the next section, which is education. This has more to do with the film's value and worth as a story, Um, because really, when you get down to it, stories are meant to teach us something. They're meant to instill values in us. I mean, that's where storytelling began uh, in the oral tradition. Um, People would tell stories, cultures would tell stories in order to teach morals. Mm -hmm. And so that's why we include this category in our grading of the films, because we want to recognize that. If a film does that really well, they deserve better points. Um, maybe it wasn't as entertaining, but it was much more educational. Um, And so with that, sometimes it's just about the messages that are portrayed. Other times it's about the characters and it can we emulate their morals. And then I would say the the best version of this, like the way to score highest, is on personal impact. Mm. Did I leave the movie feeling changed in a way? Did it change my perspective on an issue? Mm-hmm. Did it uh, make me think about something or make me like drive me to act a different way? Like, oh man, yeah, now that I think about it, I need to like almost change my life in a way. And there are definitely movies that have done that for me. But for this one, I uh, I think it's a classic story of good versus evil, yep. you know? Um, and not only good versus evil, but also just how Good prevails even when evil is everywhere. Yeah, Um yeah. And, like, you got the underdog, little rebels, like, this tiny little rebel battalion uh, against the big bad empire. You know, yeah. in this case, single people. Like, mm-hmm. Luke Skywalker, this new untrained kid against Darth Vader, a Sith Lord who's, like, done a lot of damage. Like, he's mm-hmm. uh, the pretty much the second most powerful being in the galaxy. Mm-hmm. Um, And it's just a story of fighting that fight and standing up against the oppression and evil, even when the odds are insurmountable. And I think it's funny that Han Solo says in the film, never tell me the odds. And that's Mm -hmm. kind of the attitude of the good characters in this. Like, yeah, yeah, I know the odds are uh, a million to one. They're stacked against me but I'm still going to do this because it's the right thing to do. Mm -hmm. So I think that's a, that's a great message. Um, also somewhat of a side note, Lando's sacrifice. I think Lando's actually a great character. People look at him like, Oh, he's this bad guy. He's the swindler, this charlatan or whatever. He made it. So Han Solo got captured and he was their downfall. But I look at him and during this watch, I was like, dude, he's like the hero. He, uh, Yes, he made that deal in the beginning with the Empire because he's trying to like, oh, he's running a city here, people. Like, he's yeah. got a lot of responsibility. And here's this guy who stole his ship from him one time. Like, of course he's going to rat him out, you know, <laughs> um, to save all these innocent people. But in the end, he ends up going back against it. And he's like, you know what? I, I'm i going to lose everything. My entire setup I've got here. I'm going to tell everybody to evacuate. I'm giving up. Empire wins. But I'm doing the right thing. I'm going to save these people um, against the bad guys. So, I think like, wow, that's a a great like character lesson there of like, yeah, even when it's the hard thing to do, even when you have to sacrifice everything, you should do the right thing rather than doing the easy thing or doing the thing that benefits you if it hurts others. So, I think that's a great message. However, I did not give this top marks in education. I gave it a 75. Wow. 75. Boo. Which is still good. Dang um but ultimately when i walk away i don't feel changed by this movie i don't feel inspired to live my life differently i don't feel like there was a a really strong moral atop me so 75 is good but it's it's not its strongest area so i'm gonna stand by that score how do
1: you feel andy so I give this again top marks, Caleb. Another I, hundred. Yeah, I'm Man, just give it one. out
0: hundreds like yeah, candy. Yeah, it's Halloween season.
1: <laughs> wow. Might as well. Um, yeah. No, I give this one hundred out of one hundred out uh, of one hundred. You you touched on a lot of the points I was going to make, but so that's why I'm like con- kind of confused why you wouldn't give this top marks. <laughs> um, so like touching on that good versus evil, I think the empire like really battles that out even more. Right. Uh, you start the movie out and. You know, in the previous movie in New Hope, the the Rebels came out victorious, right? They blew up the Empire's big battle station. And uh, you would figure that they'd be in a position of, you know, just uh, of power, I guess. But, you know, Empire strikes out with them on the run. And Empire's looking for them. They're in hiding. And then they're found. And you get this really cool Hoss scene, right? Um, and then the rest of the movie is kind of spent with... You know the good guys on the run, and it ends with you know the the good guys at their lowest point um which is what I absolutely love about this movie is the fact that not only are the good guys kind of at their lowest point, but like the main characters like are are have been touched and, and touched in a way that's like you know the bad guys can hurt them, right Luke gets his mm-hmm. arm chopped off. Spoiler um, alert! <laughs> Han Solo gets frozen in carbonite, right? As a kid, that this was actually my least favorite movie as a kid because Han Solo is my favorite character, mm. and seeing him get frozen him in carbonite, ice. right? Yeah, I was <laughs> like, this. no, no, I don't want that to happen. Um, so yeah, just like you know, hashing out these elements of good versus evil, right? And then there's you know Luke's training on Dagobah when he goes into the cave um there's so many moral lessons to be learned while luke's on Dagobah, right mm-hmm. you look at uh just underestimating oneself um overestimating like yoda like you're supposed to be this grand jedi master and you're this small f- you know figure like you know don't underestimate me kind of thing mm-hmm. um luke just giving up on himself constantly like no i can't do that mm-hmm. like you i can't even impossible. try like yeah, you you know, try or uh, what does he say? Do or do not. There is no try. Mm. There's so many good lessons that really also like fill out the the whole Jedi legacy from here, right? That's where they get like they fill in a lot of the Jedi story from just that scene on Dagobah with Luke and uh, Yoda. Mm-hmm. Um, and there's this element of friendship, right? Uh, Luke ends uh, ends up ultimately leaving Dagobah um to help to go save his friends right yeah yep. so giving up you know for going what's i guess easy or necessary to do what he has to do and that's to save his friends even though he knows i, I think there is you know a vision like you can get captured and ben and yoda are saying don't go don't go you're not ready to face vader um and that's like the ultimate part of his training is like you know in order like in order to finish being a Jedi, you have to face Vader eventually. Right. And this is Mm -hmm. the first time we get to see him do that. And just that scene together with him, uh, with Luke and Vader in, um, cloud city. Right. And Luke is so underprepared and he's beaten down like the entire time. And Vader is just like pounding on him and jumping on him. (laughs) Um, it's just so incredible to watch that over and over again. Mm -hmm. Um, yeah, it's powerful. Yeah, uh, I'm trying to think. There's, um... oh yeah, so yeah. I for me, every time I watch this movie, I feel empowered. Like even though it, you know, the dark side does kind of win at the end. Like I feel, I do. I feel like a less. I've learned a lesson from watching it. Hmm. From watching Luke kind of go through his trials um, and getting beat down and kind of keep fighting on against. You know, these uh, uns- insurmountable odds, right? Yeah. Um. And then there's an uh, element of sacrifice that you mentioned earlier, right? So, like, so many elements of sacrifice. Um, Han is probably the biggest one. Yeah. Right? He, you know, there's a dialogue portion that he shares uh, right when he's about to uh, get put in the carbonite chamber. Um. You know, uh, Chewie freaks out and he's like, no, you know you know, protect the princess kind of thing. Right. Um, you know, I, I think, what do you mention? Lando sacrifices himself um, or something. And I don't know, like sacrifice is a recurring theme throughout this. Yeah. Um, yeah. So that's, that does it for me. So I, I love all of the moral elements from this movie. So I give it a hundred points.
0: Hmm. I'm curious to see what Woody thinks. Does he fall closer to my end or Woody's end or uh, Andy's end?
2: Yeah, I'm. I'm kind of maybe. Maybe I'm the good middleman here. I gave mm-hmm. this an 88 for education.
1: Ooh. Um,
2: again, a lot of the same reasons. I wrote down a few quotes that I thought were uh, really good. Oh, I love a good quote. This guy goes, I know. One from Yoda: "A Jedi uses the Force for knowledge and defense, never attack." Um, I think that's great, and really tying into that idea, like you talked about, Caleb, of good versus evil. Um, and, you know, here they're really defining that. Um, and the other one I wrote was from ghost Obi-Wan uh, saying, don't give in to hate that leads mm. to the dark side. Mm-hmm. Um, and that, that's probably my favorite aspect of this is in terms of like learning a lesson um, because Obi-Wan gives us wisdom to Luke and then Luke follows it. He doesn't give in to hate um, mm-hmm. Even when he's faced with probably the most difficult news uh, in the worst moment, yeah, um, when he gets his hand cut off—spoiler <laughs> alert—once
0: um, again, yeah, for the third time, Spoilers. we we yeah. spoiled it. <laughs>
2: um, he he doesn't give in to hate, and I love this idea. Even looking at Empire Strikes Back in light of the prequels, and seeing that Luke is kind of undoing. Uh, everything that his dad did uh, his dad giving in to hate and mm. choosing uh to follow the dark side and Luke doesn't give in and uh he he cares for the people around him and uh yeah even like you said Andy that idea of just sacrificing for mm-hmm. the people that matter to you and seeing you know the character of Han in this movie kind of changing from just being you know whatever will get me the money whatever will you know, be the easiest way to go about things and instead choosing to stay and go and try to save Luke and seeing how Luke tries to do the same thing and go and save yeah, his Han and Leia. And so um, caring for the people that matter to you and you love. Um, so I think there's some really good things to be learned there. Um, so again, um, yeah, maybe I'm the middleman. And I'm kind of with you a little bit caleb i don't I don't walk away feeling like my life has changed forever, necessarily <laughs> um, in that regard, but I think there's a lot of good, like actual wisdom mm-hmm. um, and mm-hmm. that comes from I think a lot of what Yoda is functioning to do in this movie and so um I think he's really the driving force for uh, teaching and inspiring and that goes hand in hand with the force so I give it an 88
0: I like it. That's a solid score. All right, Andy, do you want to finish us off with the final category of influence? Yeah.
1: So in influence, we're looking at, you know, how did this movie change or better society? Did it have an impact on um, pop culture? Is it timeless? You're looking at context, so how it connects to history and culture. Um, you know, look at the quotes, um, and, you know, did it impact other films? Mm-hmm. So in this category, surprise, surprise, I give it full marks again. 100. <laughs> 100. Out of 100. 100, 100, 10,0 perfect in my eyes. The perfect movie. Perfect movie. That's fair. Yeah. Um, so I want to focus a little bit on just the impact on pulp culture, on pop culture real quick. So you look at some of the themes in this movie. So I mentioned earlier, there's the, um, the romance sequence between Han and Leia. And then there's the, the father son sequence, you know, going on between, um, Vader and Luke. Right. So I think those two elements in particular, okay. Mm -hmm. So outside of star Wars films, Hollywood has tried to kind of recreate those, those moments. Mm -hmm. Right. Um, and I think empire does it absolute best. Right. And And I am saying that Hollywood looks at Empire and you know intentionally wants to remake it from Empire, but not I, they don't do as well as Empire Strikes Back has done. <laughs> um, you look, I look at just the I think the merchandising from Star Wars and particularly from Empire. Right, mentioned this movie spawned Boba Fett. Um, Boba Fett was, I think, the yeah. best selling action figure <laughs> that came from this movie. And yeah. I think mm-hmm. one of the most, you know, coolest adversaries in film in general, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and we get him again, Book yeah, of Boba exactly Fett's right. Coming you know, out, that's exactly finally. They, they bring him back, right? <laughs> He's such a beloved character. They made such a big mistake killing him off in Return of the Jedi that they have to reverse that, right? <laughs> Thank um, God. Um, <laughs> yeah, you get a whole <laughs> new series kind of based off of this. Um, culture that Boba Fett created from coming from this movie. Um, it men- you Caleb, you mentioned this earlier on, just the the Jedi Force techniques, and I I, I already kind of alluded to this, right? The scene when Luke is trying to pull his lightsaber up when he's stuck to the ice. Like as a kid, I've always tried to do that, right? Who hasn't tried to use the Force, right? <laughs> this this Star Wars movie in particular is when they first tried to do that. Um, or yeah. it's when you first saw that come alive on screen, right? Yeah. And then the other piece that I want to look at is kind of just the, the quotations that have come from this movie and how much that has been an impact. Right. Yeah. Um, you know, Vader saying, Luke, I am your father is yeah. It's probably one of the most iconic quotes in cinema history, right? Hands down, hands down. Um, they, I, movies, just random movies to watch. Like you'll see characters quote that line, right? Toy story, <laughs> toy story. Like, <laughs> yeah, it's just randomly in a lot of things. Um, and this goes back to just the, um, Han and Leia love sequence. Um, as Han is going down into carbonite and Leia's is like, um, Han, I love you. And you know, Harrison Ford being as suave as he is, he's like, I know right that <laughs> line is personally just iconic. told him that
2: ad-lib that right like yeah he, yeah that wasn't what was in the script he just yep. yeah they,
1: they had to do
0: that scene multiple times because they couldn't figure out should he say i love you back i love you too yeah, and would, then what would he say yeah, yeah one time Hanse. he just said what was, would i know would say. and they're like Perfect. that's it that was it Boom. that's the one wow.
1: <laughs> yeah um yeah so i yeah i think as i rewatch this movie you know Year after year, like a couple of years go by, rewatch it. Like I think it is timeless, and like there's, I just appreciate it even more every time I watch it.
0: That's fair. Yeah, perfect, perfect movie in your eyes. Yep. Um, and there's definitely other people out there that think that. Oh so yeah. That's totally all right, Woody. What about you?
2: Uh, I'm I'm pretty close. Uh, I gave this a ninety eight. Ninety eight. So exact. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I know. <laughs> um. Yeah, the quotations. I think the biggest thing, like, yeah, even yeah. someone who's not a Star Wars fan, you know, I love you. I know, uh, <laughs> I am your father. Even some of like the the less common ones are still iconic. I feel like the impressive, most impressive that one. Yeah, if mm-hmm. you only knew the power of the dark side. Yeah. That's not true. That's impossible. And even just the Luke iconic yelling "No!" in that way, mm-hmm. I feel like is so recognizable. Yeah, <laughs> um,
1: do yeah. or do not. And it's so.
2: And even you know things like the hand cutting off. Yeah. The, you know, obviously you see it throughout other Star Wars movies later, mm-hmm. uh, but you know when you think of like a hand or an arm getting chopped off, you think of Star Wars. <laughs> <laughs> uh, there's no other context you think about that in, and yeah, just the way it's. It's really changed the world. Yeah. Um, you know, when it comes to things like merch, when it comes to things like action figures and toys. Like, I don't know about you guys, but I feel like 95% of the toys that I owned when I was a kid had something to do with Star Wars. And I feel like a lot of it goes back to here. <laughs> um, yeah. I mean, even when you have TV shows, you know, like The Simpsons or Family Guy, like remaking and spoofing their own version of. Empire Strikes Back, um, that's when you know that there's a lot of influence there. And so, uh, I think it's about as influential as a movie can get. Um, mm-hmm. And the fact that it's still fresh today. So,
0: 98. 98. Love I like it. it. Yep. I'm with you guys. I have to say, kind of like what you said, Woody, this has got to be, I would say the most, I would argue the most influential movie of our time.
1: Mm -hmm. Um, Oh, that's a big statement
0: Yeah, so I give it top marks This is the most influential a movie could get Uh, Even more influential than Avatar
1: (laughs) Oh, God, yes (laughs) Yes. yeah, (laughs) Crazy More influential than Forrest Gump
0: Yeah Wow That's big I agree That's big (laughs) Um, I mean, the Star Wars franchise Is so seeped into our culture That you cannot meet a person on the street Who doesn't know who Darth Vader is Everybody knows who Darth Vader is. Everybody knows who R2D2 is. Everybody knows who, well, that big walking bear that goes. (laughs) Maybe they don't know his name is Chewbacca, but they know who that is, you know? So I think that really speaks, I mean, just in the area of pop culture, Star Wars has incredibly just taken over by a landslide. There's no other movie that has taken over pop culture as much as Star Wars has. And it is a little unfair because it's a whole franchise. It's 13 movies, I think, now. Maybe 12.
1: Um, 11. 11, is it? Well, you got 9 from the... 9 episodes, Plus Solo two. and Rogue One. Yeah. Yeah. 11.
0: So, they got they've got a lot of movies over the span of, you know, decades. So, of course, it's going to be influential. But this movie in particular... Is considered the best of the Star Wars films. Yep. So if I'm going to give a perfect score, it's going to be to this one. Yep. So, yeah. So. So yeah, definitely 100 out of 100 out of 100. You guys already talked about the quotes. Um, one you didn't mention was when Darth Vader's like. I am altering the deal. Pray I don't alter it any yes, I Yeah, that.
2: I can't wait to say that to my kids.
0: <laughs> yeah. Do you, f- perhaps you feel you are being treated unfairly? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Ultimate value.
1: Yeah, I forgot to mention that in the sacrifice section. All those Empire um, officers that just sacrifice themselves. Oh my goodness, Vader. yeah. <laughs> you just got promoted. <laughs> you just got promoted. Admiral Piet. Yeah. Yes, <laughs> Captain, Admiral, Admiral, you just keep getting yep.
0: promoted. Um. Yeah, I think they actually use something like that in Mandalorian. The "I'm Altering the
1: Deal" thing, probably. I think that's yeah. in there.
0: But hmm. um, another one, a random quote that I, for some reason, use this all the time, is when Yoda's like, "Mud hole, slimy, my home this is." <laughs> <laughs> I, I can't tell you how many my times I've said that. It. I don't know why, but that's like one of my favorite <laughs> random quotes from this movie. <laughs> Um so yeah, just I you know me, I love the quotability of a movie. Yep. Um and this one has too many to count. Yeah. So I agree. definitely top marks. Um, uh, which means our final score um in entertainment, our average score was 97. Wow. So love near it. perfect. Yep, love it. Our average score in education was 87.7, mm. giving us pretty awesome to amazing, yeah. Uh in that area. That's awesome. And then influence. Um, is 99.3. Ooh. <laughs> yes! <laughs> so that's Top about movie. as perfect as it gets. Yes. Which means our overall score for The Empire Strikes Back is
1: 94.7. 94.7. Which I means love. on
0: our scale, we say the 90s are amazing and 100 is perfect. So this is a, I would call a near perfect film. So, we definitely have uh, a really big movie to beat now, A Juggernaut. It's going to be hard to knock this one out of first place. I don't mind if this yeah, movie stays up it's, there. It's worthy to yeah. hold that platform, yep, I believe. I and think so. to be so. Um, to be transparent, it's a little bit biased because we are all like pretty big Star Wars fans. That's true. So, you will probably disagree with us out there, and that's okay. Yeah. Um, but you're wrong. But you're wrong. Yeah, <laughs> we respectfully disagree. Yeah, we're we're
1: we're your average show we have, Star Wars We have we have just
0: definitively proven to all of you that Empire Strikes Back is the best movie of all time. Yep. So, yeah. So, um, now try to persuade me. Say, try, try to tell me otherwise. Yeah. I really want to go play Battlefront now. Yep. I'll, yeah. Yeah. We I'll need just to log talk, on. I'll just talk. <laughs> and it's making me... All right. Well, any closing thoughts as we finish up here? Nope. I think we
2: hit the big things. I think it is one of the best movies of all time.
1: Yep. Yeah. I think it's time to get out of your uh, hole, Caleb. (laughs) My slimy mud hole. (laughs)
0: My home. (laughs) Uh, Yeah. Well, thank you so much, Woody, for joining us. It was really fun having our very first guest star. Yeah. Um, We really enjoyed your insights. Uh, If you guys would like to add your input, please let us know on Twitter and Instagram. On Instagram, we're straight up Chronicles of Critics. And on Twitter, we are now Pod of Critics. We've changed the name Mm -hmm. um, to include the podcast aspect. So, reach out to us. We'd love to hear your scores. Um, Yeah, let us know your thoughts. Yeah. And next episode, we are actually going to take a break from reviewing movies and do a little bonus episode for you where Andy Connor and I are going to be talking about our collective 10 favorite movies of all time. So uh, if you want to join us just to have a fun conversation and see what movies are our favorites, tune in next time on Chronicles of Critics.